0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what is going on? This is Jeff Harbin, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of the Steelers preview. I'm really excited for this show. I'm not even sure why. I mean, there's not really anything special going on. I just am really amped up to talk about the Steelers. Maybe it's because we're all stuck at home and maybe this is that one little slice of uh, social gathering that we get to have all albeit via the internet but with me as always my two good friends brian anthony davis what's going on
1: i've changed my name to quentin quarantino
0: <laughs> how long you saved that one <laughs> <laughs> just, just for a couple hours there you go De- deputy dave <laughs> Schofield. what's going on
2: oh not too much i uh i'm so just i'm glad, glad to do this it's just nice to to uh not have to think about other stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. And as everyone is saying in the live chat, we have 27 people that have joined us already. And we hope that everyone's staying safe. We hope that you're abiding by the guidelines that are supposed to be abiding by yada, yada, yada. I could go on for days, but we're glad that you're here. Period. Uh, If you want to help out the podcast, I'll say it right off the get. And that is like the video. We have 37 people now in the live chat. It's growing rapidly. Please go and like this video. If you're watching on your cell phone, all you have to do is close out the live chat, hit the thumbs up button, go right back to the live chat. You won't miss a thing. Likes help subscriptions help. We're almost at 5,300 subscri- subscribers. I believe on YouTube, follow us social media, everything behind the steel curtain.com was built to be your one stop shop for Pittsburgh Steelers needs. And I, I do believe that is the case. So and these two gentlemen provide a lot of content for that said site. All right, gentlemen, let's get, let's get things off started with right let's talk about the headline and that is we're ranking positional needs now this is we're what three weeks out dave from the from the draft three we are
2: exactly three weeks Ooh. from the first round Check of the that. 2020 nfl draft
0: love all it. all right yeah so three weeks so this week and probably this weekend maybe sunday i'll, I'll put out my very first team needs rankings and i'm going to kind of do this verbally on the air as well as brian and dave what we're doing is we're taking the top five team needs in our opinion so these are our opinions everyone's entitled to their own we might agree we might disagree and that's okay but we're going to rank them as the most glaring team need and then our fifth team need. so obviously one is the paramount five not as important but still important who wants to go first any volunteers so
2: we're we're starting with one, right? We're not starting with five, we,
0: right? We, we could start, we, we could go. Uh, let's do it this way because we have our production meeting was very <laughs> lackluster today. Brian barely did anything, um, and so we. <laughs> this quarantine's killing us, man. We're just, just going to go one by one, so we'll all do number one, and then we'll go. Is that, is that okay, or do you all? I'm Brian, social distancing myself from you guys. <laughs> All right. Very good. Let's let's do it that way. We'll do it that way. We'll go off the fly. So everyone will say what you think the top team need is. If one of us disagrees, we'll challenge you on air and then you can explain yourself. So, Brian, you go ahead. What is your top team need with
1: number one? Yes. I think the number one team need is still outside linebacker edge rusher. Really?
0: Yeah, that's the top team need. I
1: think that is the top team need at this juncture because of uh, what you're facing next year. You've got a one-year rental possibly in Bud Dupree and not a lot of depth behind them.
0: Okay. All right. Even, even though that person would be nothing but a depth player, right? You're not expecting well, no, 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 uh, an outside no, no, no. linebacker. Are we talking for the draft? Well, yeah, we're just talking about the draft. We're need. not talking about free agency. We're talking about for the upcoming draft. You know,
1: no. I'm, I'm still thinking that uh, – that, unless uh, somebody falls to them, they're going outside linebacker number one. They're going edge. And look at Wes. Wes is my boy. He's, he's agreeing I, with me.
2: I, well, let's just say this for number one team need, that wasn't my number one. That was my number two. I think there's another need, but I don't think they need to draft it as high. I'm, I'm with Brian with drafting that at the top. And that's because, I think if they take an edge rusher high, that's going to tell us really what their plans are with Bud Dupree. If they feel that they can get a, get an extension done. And like I said, I don't want, I want them to get an extension with him, but not for more than what it costs per, per year with the, with the franchise tag right now. It needs to be less than that. If he thinks he's worth that much or more, then this is going to be it for Dupree. So that's why... The higher you take one, the more that might tell what they're mm. doing there. But you need that other guy, that next guy that's going to be on the field a good bit as part of the rotation. Because, you know, TJ has to come out and take a take a, take a, a blow. And, you know, the Dupree isn't going to be out there every single snap. And that's assuming that they're both health, healthy all year. You need that next guy. Is it Ola? Is it Tuzar? I don't know. That's why I'm okay if, if they draft that high. And that's why that was my number two need. So what's your number one? Inside linebacker because okay. they lost too many of them because they lost Mark Barron and they lost Tyler Medakevich, even though he was the guy that we hoped never stepped on the field at inside he linebacker.
1: A, he was not an inside linebacker. No,
2: I, I agree. We did not want to see him <laughs> on right. the field, right. but he Just was like your number... Jordan
1: danger field is not a safety. Well,
2: yeah, but I mean, when you're talking about your number three and then your number four, I mean, they're both gone. If and that, that's assuming that you had Vince Williams ahead of Mark Barron, which I did because of his run stopping ability but look how much they played Vince last year because they like to get him off the field in those passing situations is I almost messed it up. I almost did a Jeff Hartman, Ulysses Gilbert the (laughs) third is (laughs) is he going to be that guy he could be, but we don't know. We know they loved him as a special teams guy until he got hurt. He had more special team snaps than anybody until he got hurt, but we don't know about that. So even if, even if Gilbert is the guy you still wouldn't, I mean, we're going to talk about that position more, but that to me, that's my number one. I don't think they have to do it high in the draft, but they, they at, least, at least need more bodies at that position.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm going to disagree with all of you with, with my number one. I'm going to say wide receiver. And this stems from two things. Number one, it is a ridiculously deep wide receiver group. And so I feel like you could get a player with a second round pick, even a third round pick that could get on the field and play right away. Because that's how deep the wide receiver class is. Number two, on the standard is the standard. Last night, Lance and I were talking about what the offense is missing, and we both agreed it's a player to take the top off of the defense. We referenced back to when Martavis Bryant was on the team and how even when he just lined up on the outside, he automatically took a high safety with him every time because the threat was always there that he was going to go deep, and you didn't want to get burned for the big play. Now, the debate was, is Deion Kane that guy? Well, we don't know. We don't know. We hope that the coaches know more than we do. But from what we saw on film, it's a bit, it's possible. But I say with this class, you get a wide receiver. I think that's number one for me. It's, it's not a cut on Juju. It's not a cut on Deontay Johnson or James Washington. Certainly not Ryan Switzer. My goodness. But I think wide receiver is number one for me. What's number two? We know, Dave, you went outside linebacker, too. Brian, what's your number two?
1: I'm going with RB and I'm not talking about Arby's, um, which is actually, that's not for roast beef, by the way, we've talked about that before. Yes, yeah. um, <laughs> but when we talk about running back, you know, I, I'm looking at uh, them getting a possibility of having one of those guys drop. I saw one um, seven round mock draft that had both Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins dropping to them Um at uh, 49, and that mock had them go Jonathan Taylor. Now, I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm taking a wide risk, excuse me, I'm taking a running back if you have one of the top ones there. Now, I'm not reaching for a running back at 49, but if one of them's there, they're going for one of those big guys that's a home run type of player for this team. I think they'll go ahead and pull the trigger on it. Think about this next year when you're looking at. T.J. Watt possibly being possibly being a free agent. They're not going to let him get to that because they're going to they're going to go ahead and franchise, ta- not franchise tag him, but they're going to go ahead and uh, pick up his fifth-year option. But you have two other guys in that draft, Juju Smith-Schuster and James Conner. Regardless of James Conner's health, if James Conner is healthy and has a great year next year, you're still probably looking at a face-off between he and Juju. If Juju rebounds and has a great year, who do you go with? The number one wide receiver or Connor, who is still a question mark because of his health that's always going to be hanging over his head. So they're probably going to want to replace them with a a higher caliber guy. And I'm not talking Benny Snow Jr. I have no problem with uh, uh, Benny Snow football. But the problem with that is I don't believe he is the uh, dream number one running
0: back for that team. I went with inside linebacker as my second team need because I think that when you let Mark Barron go and Matikavich, which by the way, Buffalo Rumblings, which is the SB Nation Bills site, emailed me and they gave me like five questions to answer about this new acquisition. Tell us a little bit about the player we just got. I was, I was as nice as I could be. Let's just put it. <laughs> They were asking, what does he bring to inside linebacker? Nothing. Like, he's, woo, a, not he's a tackler.
2: 4.5 million per no. year worth of anything.
0: <laughs> no, he's – I, cool I told him. I, I said he's a, he's a tackler. I said, so maybe goal line because he did have some goal line reps for the Steelers, uh, short yardage possibly. like, well, what about coverage? No, no. You don't want him in coverage. Ooh. You don't want him in coverage. So that's a quick side, we, but I went inside linebacker. We don't want
2: Vince Williams in coverage who was better than we didn't want John Bostick in coverage when he was on the team who yeah. he, he was better than him. And that was still better than Todd. Madikavich.
0: You're right. So. You're right. Now I went with inside linebacker. We talked about that already. So let's go to number three, Brian, who is, what's your number three team need? We're going top five. You're just joining us. I don't
1: want to do a Costanza jerk store and wait till later. Buffalo rumblings will be Buffalo grumblings after they see <laughs> Medica play. Um, let's do Sorry. Uh, number three, offensive line. Okay. And you he's, know, any uh, any specific yeah. Interior offensive line. That's my number uh, three I'm, as
2: well. Interior offensive line.
1: Yeah, okay. I'm I'm looking at a center or a guard. Uh Pouncy's getting uh Bouncy's getting really long in the tooth, and we saw some rust last year. Um that could be situational, but you know his replace the, his backup right now. Is only there for a two-year deal, and he's long in the tooth. He's with—he just turned 31 last week, in Wisniewski. So you really want to go ahead and look at that interior offensive line, DeCastro. He was drafted in 2012. That's another guy that's getting some age on him. I think he'll be there for a while, but you really need to address with probably a high pick in the
0: interior offensive lineman. Anything to add to that, Dave? Since you had the same.
2: Yeah, because that's what I was going to say when he said offensive line. I'm like, I'm going specific and saying interior offensive line, which is funny because, you know, I was looking at what the Steelers need and not what's best in the draft because the draft is very tackle heavy, you know, interior offensive line. I wouldn't be thrilled with that in the second round because that's, there's not a lot of quality there, but there should be some quality in the third round. Um, that's just about where those guys are projected, right? But when you're when, when you have th- basically right now, your three main main people who you would say or I would say right now for your interior would be Pouncey De Castro and Wiznuski. The all their ages start with three. You know, and is that really what you want from your three interior offensive linemen? Then you say, well, we, you know, in order to get that down to a two, you've got to move who was your starting right tackle for 15 games last year into the interior. Now, I don't have a problem moving Matt Filer there if that's going to be what's best for the Steelers, but you also have to remember that. And he would be the youngest guy that has any experience playing there because other than that, the only thing they have is, is, um, you know, J.C. Hassenauer at center and Derwin Gray off the practice squad and and, and like that. So that's what you got. You need to get younger, and it's okay if it's someone that's not – that you don't even expect to play a snap this year.
0: Yeah. No, so you guys are – I don't mind that at all, but I went with running back as third because I feel that even though they have a decent stable of backs – and Dave wrote a very good article for the site about how they don't need to add a running back to the roster – in 20 in the 2020 draft or prior to the 2020 season i think that they can add talent there just for the reasons that brian said earlier you can never have you can never have too many playmakers and they still could use a playmaker or running back maybe they can get that we'll see before we go on to our fourth gaming with geo puts two dollars in the tip charts is a longtime watcher diehard Steeler fan from denver thank you geo we appreciate that glad you're tuning in live Uh, Robert says people hit the like button as always help us out by liking the video. Let's go to number four, Brian. Who's what's your fourth team need safety? No, that's mine. That's mine too. Are we all three? We all three. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
2: You need some some depth. Uh, (laughs) we talked about it on stat geek a little bit. Um, even about how you could, if the right safety is, I don't really know what's, what's available there at safety. I don't. Uh, I don't think there's anything much there that would be really jump out in their round two. I don't know what it looks at deeper down, but if you, if anything, you you need that dime package safety. I mean, unless you're also going to have Cam Sutton come in and play that, you just need some depth there more than anything. And if you took a safety high, they could see the field in in sub package football in their rookie season. So it's not like it's an, it would be impossible for them to get in. They just most likely wouldn't be a starter unless they balled out and knocked off Terrell Edmonds.
1: Let's just say Minka, Fitzpat- Minka Fitzpatrick is on an island, and uh, not a fantasy island, because he's just on an island all by himself. Terrell Edmonds, we're going to find out who he is. Um, if he has a breakthrough year, it better be in year three, or they're going to start labeling this guy a little quicker than they some have already labeled him. Uh, you know, we don't know what you have with Marcus Allen. I think the best Marcus Allen is 50 uh, some years old in retirement. Um, I just don't think it's uh, number 27. And then the only thing great about Jordan Dangerfield is his first and last name. You combine Michael Jordan with Rodney Dangerfield. That's awesome. But he plays nothing like that. In fact, he's more like Rodney Dangerfield because he plays comically. Um, but he's not that great of a player. He's a special teams demon. Those are a dime a dozen.
0: Right. It's, they just need a player that might be able to come in. And Lance and I spoke about this on multiple shows. I know you guys have as well. The potential for Edmonds to slide down to the box more and take that Mark Barron role is is a possibility. You would need someone then to cover the back end and they would need to find someone with those coverage skills. So that's going to be a, a very specific skill set that they're going to be looking for. So we will see how that pans out last but certainly not least your fifth team need brian what do you have wide receiver and i know you've all talked about it it is a deep drafted
1: wide receiver um i expect juju to uh eventually sign a new contract for this team but there's a possibility that he does not um i like deontay johnson i like jay wash but you need that fourth guy, and my gosh, with the, the potential that you have at wide receiver right now, I, yes, I said the P word, but what you have at wide receiver, the other playmakers in Vance and Eric Eberon, um, even your uh, your playmakers out of the, uh, the running back position um, as receivers, you have a lot of options for Ben Roethlisberger. Imagine one more that could come in there and turn heads like crazy, keeping guys fresh. Wow, they could be dangerous if they add one more playmaker and it being a wide receiver.
0: What about you Dave, what's your fifth? Okay,
2: when we get down to 5, I kind of look at it as 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 which highest of the luxury picks would you like is what I think. And when I say a luxury pick, it's that if you don't add a player at this position right now, it's okay, but if you do as an upgrade, then good. Meaning if they they always draft a wide receiver at some point. If they go after a big dynamic wide receiver in round two, that's an upgrade. I'm okay. But to me, that's a luxury pick. And I think the Steelers are set up perfectly for, to, that, that for luxury picks this year, which is great. I feel the same way about running back. I think that's a luxury pick. I don't think it's a need. Another one that I think is a luxury pick that I think is because it could turn into a need that's going to be my number five is offensive tackle that because it's so deep in this draft to go ahead and get one at some point, if it's someone that you think, um, you know, maybe it's your right tackle for this year to move Filer down. Maybe it's your left tackle when waiting, maybe not. I mean, you, I know you have chooks, you have banner, you have all those other options, but so it's not like you're thin at the position, but you could, you still need to be looking down the road and this might be the draft to do it.
0: I kind of I agreed with you. I went oh I was went O line general terms for my fifth pick, based on the fact that if this is a luxury pick for the back end of the draft, the Steelers have proven time and time again they can find good talent there. Maybe it's tackle, like you said. Maybe it's in interior. I just with the Wisnewski pickup, I don't see the interior being a dire need right now. We'll see how it goes. I trust the Steelers at certain positions, you know defensive back is not one of them, but <laughs> offensive line and wide receiver they are. And so I would trust that they'd be able to find, even if it was an undrafted player, that can come in and be that depth that they need. So I have offensive line fifth. You know, what's crazy. None of us had quarterback in our top five. No, it's not Just saying mean. I mean, there, there were people that when, I mean, when I, there are people that when I started this and literally was like the live chat, someone said quarterback right away.
2: No, yeah, that was Lance oh, wow. saying it like fifteen times.
0: No, it was someone else. So I don't listen to Lance. <laughs> the Lance said, "Quarterback,
2: quarterback, quarterback, quarterback." quarterback, <laughs> quarterback.
1: Case Keenum's gone. Yeah. No, the point is moved.
2: I had the article out today that had a lot of a lot of good dialogue with it, and a lot of people kind of agreed. I'm like, people said, "Oh, that Steelers need to upgrade, you know, need depth at the quarterback position." And I'm like, if the Steelers aren't adding anything more at the quarterback position, it's simply because of this. They believe that if they're going to win the Super Bowl this year, that Ben Roethlisberger is the only quarterback that can do it. If they felt that someone else who was out there like that they could afford, let's say could even be he, he ends up taking a, a much less money, Jameis Winston. If they felt that a backup quarterback could actually do and, and get them to the promised land, then they should have invested in it. If they don't and they think it doesn't matter who you bring in, that it's that no one else is going to get you there other than Ben, then you might as well ride with what you got. Yeah, that was the point. You're right. You're right.
1: I just like the idea of having a Matt Moore, an older guy with experience that could win games when your quarterback is gone for maybe three weeks to a month.
0: To be honest with you, to be completely honest, I think that Mason Rudolph could win a couple games for three weeks, four weeks. I really do. If you ask him to play, a full slate, 14 games, almost as if they did last year, minus the benching and the injuries and stuff like that. I don't think he's there yet, or if he ever will be. But I do think that he could play that role of Ben's out for four games. Can you come in and win us two, three games? I think he can do that, especially with this defense, I do. And I ask you, Brian, because you're the wealth of knowledge, when was the last time that we saw, outside of Nick Foles, in the philadelphia eagles a backup come in and play at a super bowl caliber level
1: well i don't want to say super bowl caliber lev- level but uh matt moore got the miami dolphins to the playoffs
0: well no um, I, I i get that but and uh, go ahead go ahead i'll let you finish
1: you know what i mean i actually i, I don't have a great answer for that i but do you mean the rest of the way Jeff or just Steller, and that was a long time ago
2: do you mean they that that got it? them the whole way and kept going, or just well? L- let's be honest.
0: It? Let's be honest. This Steelers team is a is, it's always will always will be a Super Bowl robust team. Yeah, and they are putting all their bat- eggs in Ben Roethlisberger's basket. We talked about that a million times. And so you know, I understand what Brian's saying. Getting a Case Keenum would be great. What did Case Keenum sign for? I'm not. I don't even know. A so, lot, uh, actually, too much.
2: Yeah. Well, and and, and so that that, that plays a role is it wouldn't you be better off spending that money on getting more weapons around Ben Roethlisberger than it would be that's what I'm saying, for the backup yeah. because if Ben Roethlisberger goes down in week 2 again it is what it is you know i mean when you pay a quarterback that much money that's what you're rolling with so yeah. that's that's just kind of the, but if you were asking if there was a, quarter, a quarterback that came in and filled in in order to to really get the, the team where it needs to go I mean, you could even look at, it was just for uh, several games this year, but look at what, look at Teddy Bridgewater in, in New Orleans this that's year. Right. He didn't and lose. He came game. in. Now, here's the thing. Would Bridgewater have been able to hold that out through the entire season and playoffs like he right did? On. Yeah. Who knows? Cause he didn't have to. And that's the thing. Having to actually step in and do everything. And you know that the other guys never coming back is completely different than just having to come in and fill in for, Two to four games.
0: You're right. You're right. All right. You're right. <laughs> Thank you. Couple super chats. Maxwell Holcomb gives us five dollars. Says appreciate the awesome content. We appreciate the tip and we appreciate you being here with us during the shows. And then Max Richter gives us 20 bucks. Thank you, Max. Says, hope this helps. Well, Wyman coal mine is still open. Amen to those coal miners. I'm from West Virginia. Um, I know a lot of my high school classmates are now in uh in the coal mines in West Virginia working. And so there it's a big industry there. As anyone knows, it's been to West Virginia. So uh, be safe, be safe. My next door neighbor growing up just smashed his hand in the coal mine. So it's, it's a risky job. All right, let's go to the position preview. This is the part of the preview. You know, Steelers preview show. Typically during the season, we preview the upcoming game. There is no upcoming game. So we are going position by position in the off season previewing that position. And we are at inside linebacker a position. We have talked about already today a little bit in regards to our top positional needs inside linebacker. The depth chart is not very long. Devin Bush, Vince Williams, Ulysses Gilbert, the third, you proud of me. Spillane. Is that, yes. that's one. Robert and is Coon. there anyone else?
2: I don't know that they added a futures guy or anything. I mean, cause even their even their XFL guys were outside linebackers. Correct. Brian.
0: Correct. Yeah. They yes. didn't, they didn't get an inside guy. So that's yeah, it. Yeah. So they have four, four inside linebackers. I, I,
2: mean, I can double check that. That's what I said. I Four was all I could name. That's why that was my number one position of need.
0: Well, but let's be honest, even if, there is another guy, he's probably just another guy. He's probably, as Lance would say, he's a dash, he's that guy that no one knows. He, he's a duplicate number guy, that's what I always call him. The guys that you have, like, oh, there's number 53 of oh, that's not pouncy, that's someone else. So, um, guys, they, they got to go inside linebacker high in the draft, don't they? Or, I mean, because they're not going to find anyone quality in free agency, I doubt. Brian, what do you think?
1: You know, I there's one guy, the Stone Free agency, and I don't want to mess up his name, but they could get him fairly cheap. It's Cam uh, Correa of Tennessee he plays both inside and outside. I'd love for them to uh, uh, maybe throw, you know 1.52 million a year towards that guy to get some depth like they did with an Arthur Moats a few years ago. Which is a really good pickup, someone like that. They still have an opportunity to do something like that to bring in some depth, but they they do find a lot of depth at inside linebacker. They they they've done it a lot over the years. You just uh, don't mistake depth though for quality starts. I mean, right now they're they're top heavy, but if somebody gets hurt, they're in a lot of trouble. Dave. And we saw that real quick. Mm-hmm. We saw that last year. Um, Everybody talks on the fact talks about the fact that in week three, when Minka came back, the defense got better. For me, it was week four, adding Minka and the return of Vince Williams, because teams quit running on them. When Vince Williams
0: came back. That's right. Dave thoughts.
2: Yeah, it's it's funny because last year was the first time the Steelers weren't at a desperate need and a problem with depth at that position. So now they're right back into it again by the by you know releasing Barron and you know no one wanted them to resign Medikavich. That that wasn't your answer there, right? So that's why they, they, they've got to go at it again. And if it's not in the second round, it's got to be somewhere in their probably in their top three or four picks. Um, if they have someone that they know and they see, because we don't want to repeat of two years ago where it was a glaring position of need and replacing Ryan Chazier and they didn't draft anybody. So they're still better off now than they were that year, but This is, you know, the draft is the perfect place to get your depth pieces for now for someone who can step in and be the man later. So that's a position that they really, I'm, I don't, I'm not saying where they have to draft it, but if the whole draft is over and they did not take an inside linebacker, I'm going to be like, oh, I don't know what they're going to do.
0: Well, I think that the type of player is going to be really important as well, because you, you talk about how specific Mm -hmm. NFL defenses are getting and it's across the board offensively. You know, you have those pass catching tight ends that really are never asked to be in line to block. Like AKA Eric Ebron. Um, you talk about Vince Williams being the run stopping inside linebacker. Who's going to be that hybrid linebacker. Maybe that's the position that they target and he's, he can be labeled safety. He could be labeled linebacker because he's fluid enough to play both. And at the same time, he's your depth that you need. I think that that's going to be interesting to see who they target and what type and mold of player they're targeting. And something that I wrote uh, for the website today around about three o'clock was Kevin Colbert's comments about how tough it is uh, in regards to the fact they're not able to meet a lot of these players. And then I went on Twitter and there was, you know, there's all those draft nicks out there. They're always putting out video of players and prospects. And, and someone said that honestly, a lot of these players maybe didn't perform certain tests and things at the NFL scouting combine, assuming they were going to have their pro day and they don't have mm-hmm. their pro day. And so now all of a sudden NFL teams are saying, well, you know what? It's going to be interesting. How to, maybe the evaluation is different. Maybe some players that could have gone really high if they would have had their pro day fall, who knows what's going to happen. I think the Steelers do take an inside linebacker. I think it's going to be more the safety slash, linebacker type because i think that's the way that nfl defenses are going that's just my personal opinion though so anyone know, i mean inside linebackers pretty cut and dry is anyone have anything else to say about the inside linebacker no but we just saw how important
1: inside linebacker that position is just now as jack lambert just smashed <laughs> aj green and uh james harrison picked up the fumble ben roethlisberger has the offense on the uh on a great drive right now, I'm looking to score in the Madden Goat Tournament, the greatest of all time team. This is a stack stealer team. I, I'm i the game just started. I'm loving it. We're <laughs> in the red zone already. So they're playing the bangles Yeah, they're playing the best bangles team. There is that bus or that uh, oh, stopped at the one. I'm so excited. This, their backfield is Bus and Franco, and a bus just took it down to the one. So what? It is, it's the best Bengals of all time, so their receivers right now are Collinsworth, A.J. Green, and Ocho Cinco um, against the best Steelers of all time, and they're doing this. Is the first round ends tonight, and uh, if the Steelers win, they move on in the bracket, and it's pretty interesting. So is um,
2: it Blunt and Woodson as the corners?
1: Yeah, Blunt, Woodson, Palomalu's out there, Um you know, the wide receivers How is this not flora. a
0: bloodbath already? I mean, this game would be over before it even started. Well, it it just—I mean, this is
1: just the uh, the Steelers' first drive of the game. Oh, okay. But
2: uh, <laughs> so, was it Kajama Carter or Icky Woods at running back?
1: <laughs> I or haven't Corey, seen because they they Corey fumbled Dillon. right away. Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon. Yeah, probably Corey Dillon. Yeah, stalworth just got called for a hold, I think. Mm. Um, so it's. I uh, know who
0: the quarterback is, John Kitna.
1: It's <laughs> Kenny Anderson actually.
0: Uh, what they put Kenny Anderson they over? Put Kenny An- in- Anderson?
1: Yeah. Kenny.
0: A- well, Ben's our quarterback. And uh well, that's because Ben's better and Lance is there and uh touchdown, he scored. Big Ben to John Stalworth. <laughs> <laughs> and he cool like number three in the depth chart because number four <laughs> in the depth
1: chart is uh is Lynn Swan. You have A B. Heinz Ward, Lynn Swan, and John Stallworth.
0: Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, that's well, we'll all I've got. Yes, I know. We'll give you updates as the game progresses. In the meantime, let's, let me put on my imaginary dunce cap here for our trivia segment because I'm the <laughs> idiot of the trio. And um, I've got some good trivia. I don't know. This is going to be Dave. I, you might be able to get one of these. Really going to test Brian's knowledge. But go ahead, uh, Deputy Dave. You're the trivia master. Go ahead.
2: Okay. This isn't that hard. This isn't that bad. Um, We were we were looking at the inside linebacker position, and I just got to thinking about inside linebackers and and those that get sacks. And and the question is is pretty simple: Who was the last inside linebacker to lead the Steelers in sacks?
1: And your hint is they were tied. I'm going to go with Hmm. Potsy on that one. James Ferrier.
0: Jeff for the steal. Um I want to I want to say uh, I'll say Levon Kirkland, but I'm sure that's wrong.
2: Okay, I'm going to tell you. Now, first of all, this had to be that they were considered inside linebackers according to Pro Football Reference because right. it was really hard to to sort th- and some of these were tough cuz players played both positions like a Chad Brown.
1: Mm-hmm. You know. Uh.
2: So you had to look at that, but actually the one it was much more recent than I thought. And but it was only six sacks, tied for the Steelers. Was Was it? It wasn't Shay's year, was it? In two thousand twelve, and Vince would have been Lawrence Timmons. Timmons,
0: Ah, the law dog. dog. We always forget about Timmons. He was was good, awesome. He was great.
2: So now the question is, you know, take away Chad Brown when he was playing outside linebacker, but as an inside linebacker, what is what is the lead? Who had the most in a season for the Steelers? Now this is since '82, of course, because that's when they started the, the um, the um, it's individuals that. um, yeah. as sacks and not just teams. So what was that question again? Um, and now this is assuming that that Pro Football Reference had him playing the right position and had them labeled correctly. But it was who who led the Steelers? Who had the most sacks? As who was considered an inside linebacker in a season? it was not timmons with 6 someone had more but they didn't lead the actually they did lead the team that year i'm pretty sure but it was further back come on jeff you should be able to bust this out
0: did i just say it <laughs> no oh <laughs> might have to bust it out of your closet oh kendrell bell
2: yes it was kendrell bell he had 9 in 2001
0: I'm telling you, that rookie year, he, he was a was monster. Now He no. was a monster.
2: Here's here's what's interesting. Oh, and I for didn't write it down. Shoot, I didn't write it down. That might be the most ever by an inside linebacker. They had one other person that had 13 and a half ever for the NFL, and but it was someone that was one of those, sometimes they played inside, sometimes they played outside, and it was for the Saints. It was like a, oh, I can't remember, it was like, draft names are coming <laughs> into my head it started with the c but i can't remember what it was
0: well, there was a reason why so. i got that jersey because that rookie year when he was defensive rookie of the year he was amazing i mean you were thinking this is the next inside linebacker for the next decade plus and then we saw an ankle happened. mesh yep 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 mm-hmm. is that it dave for you yeah listening? i thought that was, Very I thought good. That, was that, fun. that was good that was good Dave brian do you have something
1: yeah, I do. I have a trivia question and it surrounds an inside linebacker. Is, wait, is, is this hold on please
0: stop for a second? Is this USFL or XFL? Yeah, no, no. Please Give tell me yourself. well it's <laughs>
1: uh, it's close. Oh, um
0: God.
1: yeah, I I will say that uh Lambert's on fire. He just destroyed Corey Dillon and forced a punt, so the Steelers <laughs> have the ball back. So I'm pretty excited. Um here we go. Wait,
0: wait, the, wait. Who, who's returning punts? Antoine Randall. No, no, please, more not Antoine. I, did not see, I was talking, I was actually doing my job. Ryan Switzer. Switzer's see it. out there. I was out there. The Steelers
2: there? have to punt. Who's their punter?
1: I'm, it's got to be Colquitt. sure who it was. Who and I can't go back, but uh, Daniel
0: Sepulveda <laughs> is their punter.
1: No, Bobby Walden's their punter. <laughs> okay. Their kicker's uh, Gary Anderson. I was gonna Naturally. say it's to be
0: Gary Anderson. Yeah, it but
1: I thought it would be Craig Colquitt, if you ask yeah, me. That's what I
2: said. I thought it would be Colquitt. But, I but, said, oh, so they, well. this
0: is
1: all right. Come, come hey, on, come on, give me more the trivia. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I was about to. Um, so here we go. The last Joe Green um, great performance award as Steeler Rookie of the Year to go to an undrafted player was who? Hmm. who? Rookie of the
2: Year undrafted. I don't Jeff know. is either
0: Jeff was either frozen or deep in thought. I no, not know. I'm, I'm, I'm looking, just I'm, trying
2: to think I'm of an undrafted player that played a lot.
0: You know. It might have been a year that there was really no rookie that did much. And so they just kind of I can't think of it. Go ahead. Well, Nate. it was
2: a year
1: if where a their, year,
2: uh, or maybe I can help you.
1: Uh well,
0: or in
2: an, an inside
1: linebacker. It was a year when I their number one draft pick um was the victim of uh Having his jaw broken because of a bounty.
0: A what?
1: When the Ravens put a bounty on Hines Ward and Shard Mendenhall, and they got Mendenhall Mendenhall busted up his
0: shoulder. Mendenhall, I thought was like he had his jaw
1: broken and his shoulder in the same play.
0: Really, I didn't hear about the the jaw. So for Mendenhall.
1: That year, maybe I'm wrong about the jaw of the double check. I think that. you're wrong. But it was that year 2008. It was, year, 2008. it was the Super Bowl year,
2: 2008. Who was their rookie? Who would have been rookie I don't in know. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't.
0: I know. Was it? No, Vince Williams was
2: drafted. Williams, um, yeah, and he was later on. And like I know, yeah. Foster wasn't, but he was after that, wasn't he? No,
1: yeah. nobody. Man. Okay, I'm gonna draw it out just because Lance said, "Just give the answer." Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna no, draw it out. I um, agree with
0: Lance. Just give
1: the answer. So, Patrick Bailey,
0: <laughs> man, they really that's that's a bad draft class. Then. Yeah, um, that that was um well,
1: Lima Swede was your number two pick that yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, that was that 2008. Yeah, that wasn't a great that wasn't a great draft class. But Patrick Bailey was your uh, rookie of the year that year for the Steelers inside linebacker there you go
0: that's a good one That was a stumper I did, yeah. never would have guessed that name never would have guessed that name how no, meet me here I still couldn't tell you who he is all right here we go my trivia goes back to Super Bowl 43 I wrote an article about the watching that on Sunday and it was pretty cool and it was nostalgic this is some trivia I think I think Brian I guarantee you Brian's gonna get the first one we'll see if Dave can get it first. Who was the head official for Super Bowl
1: 43? Oh, for 43. Oh Brian
0: I, I,
2: I watched it last week. Oh
1: I just watched I, it too. Hockey league? No, know. it wasn't Hockley. Was not, Hockey-ly. Was
0: not Which, the hockey. I don't
2: know. I don't know if I know it, it, it was it Dean Blandino. Nope. Then it um it's one of the guys that now does it does the who's the other one that does the, the well, stuff? there's a lot that, of them. It was Blandino, <laughs> it was um I can't remember the other names.
0: Al River. Um, um you
2: know? not River. Um, <laughs> that
0: no, wasn't Gene. Wasn't oh. it wasn't mean Gene. It was Mr. Terry McCauley. Terry. Terry McCauley. McCauley. Oh, Terry. That's a good I one. Thought you know that. And I, I was wow. gonna say for double the for double the points, who sang the national anthem in Super Bowl 43? Oh, I'm sure Brian knows oh. this. Gosh. We um, know the halftime show was Bruce Springsteen in the East. Yeah, camp. I could pay
1: you 45 because it was Christine Aguilera who sang the I'll be honest with, with you, every time the Steelers
2: know. were in the Super Bowl, I could not watch the pregame. I was too nervous. I had to distract myself until basically kickoff, so I don't think I even watched the National Oh, someone got it right.
0: I, I do not know. Someone Jennifer got it right. Hudson. Joshua Shields says Jennifer Hudson. Very good. Very there you go. Super Bowl 43 trivia Oh, for wait. She is fantastic. Sure. I don't know much. About Have you ever seen Dreamgirls? Nope. No. Do I look like a guy that's seen Dreamgirls?
1: Dream Girls is a really good movie. <laughs> and Eddie Murphy would should have won the Oscar for it, but then he comes out with Norbert, Norbit, and they, they're like, we're not nominating this guy. Oh, he was, should have won for this. That. That he was up for it. Yeah, he was nominated, yeah, but he didn't, didn't win it. He, uh, he didn't win it. Well, he we might
2: not. I don't know if he was up for the Oscar. He was at least up for the Gold Globe. We'll see. All that. right.
0: Yeah. Eddie, Every, fantastic. It, it's fine. <laughs> Just say that stuff for the after party. Yeah. All right. So we're, we're going to do rapid fire questions here. So you got to keep quick and concise, no yes or no answers, but we we don't want to ramble on. I did it on Twitter. I just said, does anyone have any questions possibly for a segment on the podcast? Had a few. Um, Here's one. What does it say about Pittsburgh that they brought on the most XFL players in the NFL? Dave, we'll start with you.
2: That they're willing to take a chance on somebody.
0: Okay. Brian. Got nothing to lose. I'm going to say that it shows that they actually had, they've played professional football outside of, you know, playing in the NCAA, you know, it's, it's more tape, it's more tape for them to, to look over. It's more games for them to, to gather information from, we see draft picks bust all the time. So for me, that's what we go. Okay. Next question. What do we, or the Steelers do if Ben comes back and isn't Ben anymore, Dave?
2: Oh, suffer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I know exactly what Lance would say if he was on the show. But go ahead, Brian. You write it out and make a decision at the end of the year. Lance would would go a la Clubber Lang in Rocky Three and just say pain (laughs) yeah i said that's a prediction pain it would be it would be a repeat of 2019 except it depends on they didn't clarify did he get hurt or anything like that so next uh if that happens if ben comes back and isn't ben anymore does that put the steelers automatically in rebuild mode? rebuild mode dave go ahead
2: at that position, but they as a team don't do rebuild mode. They just try to get stronger so, somewhere else, like on the defense, and have that carry the team. Brian,
0: yes. Okay, so full on, just rebuild it. I, I got to go with Dave a little bit more here and think that you got to try to find a quarterback. Maybe you go out in free agency and you try to find someone like a Case Keenum that might be able to patch it together. Uh, someone responded to that. On Twitter and said, "Welcome to the 1980s all over again." <laughs> so <it> very well, <laughs> could be that. <laughs> all right. Next question is: This is a yes or no. Is Juju Smith-Schuster still a number one wide receiver, Dave? Yes or, or no? Oh my gosh, that's uh, such a Dave answer.
2: <laughs> no, no, I'm asking. So you're <laughs> saying just the yes or no?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is pretty simple. You either agree or you don't.
2: Based on 2019, then it's no.
0: Okay, Brian.
1: Yes, he's still a number one Debo with a big sack. By the way. Um,
2: <laughs> well, but what, what, what's happening on the on the game though, Brian?
1: Well, it's seven nothing. The oh. Bengals are on the one yard line, and now he sacked him for like eleven. Yeah,
2: I don't think he got my joke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out where Brian is more distracted: a, odd when he's hosting his show with the live chat, or when the Steelers game's on in this show. I don't know. <laughs> hey I, I did well both i yeah. think
1: juju is a number one wide receiver still still um he needs uh just like uh antonio brown needed some help he needs some help i think now he has it
2: i i think he will be i just don't think he was based on last year
0: i'm gonna say that he is i think he was hurt last year but we know he was hurt last year i think that he'll actually have uh you know, he'll have every chance to to redeem himself. And last question here before we call it a show and move over to the after party. What happens with Vance McDonald if the, now that they've signed Ebron, meaning that we found this out when we, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, Cliff Harris is still a punk and he wrote a couple articles about how the Steelers, they don't run a lot of too tight end stuff, especially not well unless they're in the red zone is a possibility. So how do you handle the tight ends with the signing of Ebron in terms of Vance McDonald? They're both healthy. What do you think, Dave?
2: I think you do everything completely different now because you didn't – the reason you didn't run two tight ends and stuff a lot before is because you didn't have the right tight end to do what Ebron does and split out wide and everything else. I think because he's such a different tight end that that now opens up some good possibilities to get them both on the field at the same time, one, and two – Ebron's not going to be out there on the obvious running plays.
1: He's just not. right, Brian? When Jesse James and Vance McDonald were together for the first season, they, uh, they combined for pretty close to a 1,000-yard season. So uh, now that the offensive coordinator is back and you might have some actual innovation in the game <clears throat> in Ben Roethlisberger, uh, he's got weapons. I think it's going to work out just fine they will find somebody uh disagree with me saying that uh Vance McDonald's not a playmaker Vance McDonald makes plays he made plays in that Seattle game last year he can make plays with the right quarterback
0: I agree with you there I agree with both of you I think West put it well when he said they'll run two tight ends with Matt Canada as their passing coordinator he said OC but we'll see how that goes <laughs> by the look of Brian's face the Bengals just punched it in for a touchdown to tie it up No. Le-
1: John LeClaire just sacked uh Roethlisberger in the end zone for a safety.
0: <laughs> they turned it over they, on they, downs. They
1: them. Yeah, they the Bengals turned it over on downs to Pittsburgh and then now we just got a safety. All right. But hey, as we saw the other night, a safety
0: didn't kill him in that uh that Pittsburgh, Arizona replay. That's true. That's true. So mm. On that note, this is the end of the preview. We're going to head over to the after party. We hope that you join us over there. We'll be back in about five minutes. If you're listening in audio platform, understand that the preview gets published at 4 a.m. and the after party gets published at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're hearing us thinking, go where? I'm I'm here. It'll be published at once So check us out there. Make sure you like the show. We appreciate all you. We'll see you in a few.